Hello again, everyone, and welcome to today's show. If you're one of the 130 million people that are dealing with SIRS, Lyme disease, autoimmune disease, or other conditions that are impacted by mold on a daily basis, and you need to learn how to eliminate that exposure, then you're in the right place. My name is Brian Carr, and you're listening to Mold Finders Radio. everyone what's going on um i'm excited for today's episode one because it's been a hot minute um since i've done one so sorry about that um but i'm getting back in the swing of things trying to figure out my flow my like my daily routines and how to be able to get things more regular um but today i had this on the schedule for a while and i've been looking forward to it i was actually on um uh, Dr. Megan Burst podcast a while ago, or did it go yet? I don't even know what happened. Not yet, soon. Not yet. But soon. yes, it was yes. like we taped so it a few weeks it. ago. Yeah, recorded it a while ago. Um, and anyways, I it was such a good talk that I wanted to have her on and kind of like dive into her side instead of me just talking all day. So um, everyone, this is Dr. Megan Burt. I'm going to let her introduce herself so I don't screw anything up. I always love when people like try to read it and it's like they're reading a cue card and the people listening right. on the other side are like, okay, that's cool. So I just, <laughs> I just like let people do their own vibe and do it. So go ahead. Well, I am Dr. Megan Burt. I am a chiropractor and I have not been in practice for a handful of years now. So I don't know if you call it retired or not, but I just love holistic health. So I, I left practice to stay home with my kids. So I am a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a homeschool mom, and I love holistic health. And I just love getting women, especially excited about health, um, excited about natural health because it changes our lives. And we have so many things to do nowadays. And we also have so many toxins and things that we need to avoid in order for our bodies to function well and for us to stay healthy. And I like bringing both of those things together and just really making health simple. So like I said, I'm a chiropractor and I have loved natural health for goodness, 20 years now. And I always keep learning more and I just love sharing it with everybody. Yeah, you know what I really like about having you on in this talk, not that other people have have been like different in a bad way, but like Megan literally has nothing to sell. So like she's coming on, she doesn't work with people directly. She basically, I'm talking to her before this thing. I'm like, all right, so like, what's going on? Like, what, you know, where, where's your focus? What, what do you do? It's like, I literally just try to help people and I literally don't sell anything to anyone. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, you should probably do that. But, I, but what's nice is that when you get somebody on here, uh, you know, that's having a conversation and, and the focus is not about like, I need to do something for you. You need to come talk to me. You need to do this. You need to do that. Those are the best conversations because it really is just coming from like a good place and, you know, your background and understanding like gut health and nutrition and drainage pathways and detoxing and all that stuff from what you used to do is amazing. And side note, the fact that you, you know, had your kids and decided you needed to figure out a way to be with them and, and kind of transition your life in a way to do that also amazing. My wife's a stay-at-home mom. I don't even know how things would function if that wasn't happening. So I'm just a big fan. I wouldn't even start talking yet. I'm a big fan. So <laughs> well, thank you. 
it is a funny thing. And I told like one of my friends and we do business together. I was like, okay, I'm going to be on this podcast and I don't have a group coaching program. I don't have this big thing. I share a lot of resources. I have affiliate links for people, eBooks, but I was like, it's just what I love doing. And I'm not called in this season to do something more complex. Like I'm still working on my health. I've got kids to raise. I've got kids to school. And it's just what it is in this season. I have a lot of business ideas. It's just not the time to take any action on those. Yeah. And not to say that it's like, if people are pushing something, that's a bad thing. Like obviously people talk to me, I inspect houses. Like it's there, we get it. Right. But but it's, (laughs) it's just, I've actually said this a lot in different episodes. Um, and I, I, it's one of the things that I think is most true, just in whoever you surround yourself with, we're going to talk about that later. Right. But I, understanding the motivation behind whoever you're working with is so important. And it's not even just in like health or inspection or this or that is literally every relationship you have in your life. What is the motivation that that person has to tell you whatever they're telling you? Right. Because if you want, and it's not that they're doing something bad and it's malicious and it's this or it's that, but it's just knowing what somebody's kind of goal is in a conversation with you just gives you perspective on how you take the information they're giving you. Right. And it's not that Mm -hmm. you shouldn't listen or you should listen. A lot of times you should listen to what someone's telling you, even if there is a motivation behind it, a lot of times you shouldn't, but knowing the motivation is what helps you kind of like understand that. And so we're going to get into talking about how to kind of find practitioners and like understanding what to look for and what not to look for and things like that. And I think having this overarching concept of understanding like who you surround yourself, what their motivation is um, and, and, and how to just kind of see that. So you're not necessarily saying like it's bad or not bad, but, but you're more aware of that and then you can make better decisions for yourself. And so that's what I'm excited mm-hmm. to kind of get into uh, as we talk, as we talk today. So, um, I mean, I guess let's just start there, right? Uh, let's start a step before there, hold on. So you said something before we started talking and I actually really want to get into it because mm-hmm. I see it all the time too. This idea of people, because the internet and social media and everything is so accessible, there's so much information and the almost this idea that people feel like they have to know everything or do everything that they're reading and consuming and maybe not like the order and all this. And then they just don't do something, right? They just stop. They don't take any action at all. So I know we were talking about something like that and, and I feel like you're kind of seeing that a lot too. So I I guess I'll just kind of throw it over to you to kind of get your thoughts on that and how to navigate that. Well, I'll say this. When I was in chiropractic school, I learned by taking this very complicated information and making it simple. Like I couldn't remember the complex stuff unless it was simple first. And then I could build upon that. So we actually had a study group and there was three of us. One could get get the information right from class and just be like, got it. It's in my brain. The other one learned by, by like learning that. And then, then I learned by her making it simple. And so this is just always how my brain works. So I can read medical literature and I can learn all of this from, you know, like a, a supplement seminar or a health talk. And then I'm like, okay, it will only stay in my brain if it's simple. And so it kind of just came naturally to me, but I see a couple things because we have this overload of information. Number one, I'm super thankful for that because it gives people the opportunity to learn. And like right now I 
have Neil Nathan's toxic book right here. It's awesome. It's such a good book. This is really complex. Like it reads a little like a textbook. He has a way of making it simple. But if I told somebody go and just read that whole thing, one out of 10 is going to buy, is going to read it. Maybe five out of 10 is going to buy it, but the internet allows for these little chunks of information. And I'm like, that's great because they can be digestible for people and they can learn a lot. The flip side of that is we have this massive information overload. And so we feel like we have to do everything. And if we really like somebody on the internet, I have to do everything that she says, or he says, and then we all want to be so perfect. And there's no such thing as being perfect. You can't be perfect. And you can't do all of those things too. I just put a reel out just a couple hours ago that was like along the lines of like, hey, you want to know what I do every day? And it was satire and ingest. And like, here's a list of 500 things, you know, that you do. And like, oh, in the morning, I just do like these five things for my lymph. And I do, you know, all of these different drainage things. You can't do all of that you can't be that perfect, but you also don't need all of that. Just because Mary on the internet does coffee enemas three times a week, doesn't mean you need to do that. You may not need them maybe once a month, you know? And so we just feel so bombarded with information. And I, I, I'm sure I'm guilty of it too on the internet. And I love learning. Like I love to input information. I can get on information overload too. So I know other people are, and it's always just my goal to be like, it's good to sift through it and go, what is useful for me in this season? And then when do I just need to shut the information off and be able to apply it? Cause if we are not applying the information and taking action, it's not going to change our health. We're just mm. going to have all this head knowledge, but yet we're not applying it. And we need to make sure that we're applying the information that we learn um, and like doing that well before we just like gather more and more information. No, you're a hundred percent right. And I've, I've had people who have been like, I've listened to every one of your podcast episodes. Cool. What's going on? Oh, well, I'm in this place and I haven't really, I mean, okay. So I've got mold and I don't, I need to take the next steps, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly what you're saying. And and I do it too. I think everybody does it. I do the same thing. I have the perfect example of how I do it. Magnesium supplements. There's so many kinds. And then you see all these posts that people make where this kind's for sleeping and this kind's for gut and this kind is Mm -hmm. for this. And I'm like, I know what they all do. I don't take any magnesium supplement because I'm so freaking confused. And like, should I be taking like four of them? Should I like, do you only pick the one that you kind of want the most, like whatever. And I don't do any of them, but I know about all of them and I don't do any of them. When really like- Do you I, own I, all of them too? <laughs> You're like, they're all- No, I haven't gotten that far. I haven't gotten <laughs> to the point where I bought them all, just stare at them on the counter every morning. I haven't done that. Um, but like the opposite is like, okay, let me take one of them, see how it goes, see how I feel, right? And do something, take an incremental step in a direction, right? So that's like a very small example of me doing it, like being overwhelmed right. by literally one supplement. But I feel like if it's happening to me, it's probably happening to other people. Oh, it's so true. Because <laughs> even like for me, like I said, there are some times where I'm like, whoa, that information's a lot. And magnesium's one of them. And just minerals in general, because they all, if you look up like the, the minerals and how they work together. It's like this crazy spider web. And you're like, Oh, I don't know if I should do anything. I can't, I I need to, you know, 
do all the hair mineral analysis and make sure everything's right and do it just perfectly. And when we need to take that deep breath and be like, let's just start with one. How about some topical magnesium and, you know, a little sea salt in the water? You know, that's great. Maybe some electrolytes. And so then you'll like, everybody will know my body's different than your body. The next person's body's different than that. We all have different health histories, toxicities, what we're dealing with now, what environment we're living in, how stressed we are. Like, does our house have mold bacteria? Does it not? It's, it's so different. So what somebody like I already had said, what's, what's one person needs, the other person doesn't, but we can trial and error. Like there's not, unless you're going like into some really intense detox, you're going to, you know, try to kill or put lime dormant in the body mold. We're going to try to solve all these complex autoimmune stuff on your own. Yes. You can stir the pot and it can be not so great, but if you're just experimenting with minerals, if you're getting in the sunshine, if you're doing drainage, you can do so much yourself. And guess what? If you stood on a vibe plate for 15 minutes and like, whoo, I didn't feel so good. Well, you stirred the pot. So next time try five minutes, like it's not that complicated, even though our health is so complex. And I think the more and more we learn, the more we realize, yes, it's complex, but in its application in daily life, just, just experiment. And when you need help, that's when you can go hire a practitioner who like does this for a living, the learning, the implementation. So how would you give advice to somebody who's like, okay, I follow you and 500 other people that are all talking about all of the, the go grounding and go stand in the sun for 10 minutes and do this, mm-hmm. do that. And so your feed is just all of these things. And it's like, okay, how do I pick the one to start with? Right? Like how, how do we, how do we talk to people about trying to avoid the information overload on their own? Mm-hmm. Is it that you reduce the amount of sources coming in? Is it that you just sort of kind of use your gut and go with one and see how it goes? Like, what would you tell somebody like who's trying to kind of navigate all this stuff? Right. I think that they have to know themselves. Do you get overloaded on this much tiny bit of information or do you get overloaded on a lot of information? So I can still go to Instagram, even feeling a little information overload and still scroll and be just fine. Somebody else may need to take a week off, check just a few times a day. You have to kind of know yourself, your boundaries and where you're at right now. There's just, like I said, there's so many different seasons. You can hear big foot, big kid footprints running by me. Um, Just knowing what you need. And I think that we just feel like we need to handle it all. I know I need to do all these things. I need to check off all these things. Um, Give her a thumbs up. You're okay, hon. <laughs> always, always needs mommy. That's fine. Um, How old is she? She's six. six. So My I got a supplement four. package. And so she needed to tell me about that. I was like, okay, <laughs> thank you. They're here. Um, so know yourself. But then the other part of the question is like, where do you start? I, I'll also say kind of know yourself, know what you're doing because everybody's starting at a different place. And so I feel like we really want clean food. That doesn't mean some particular diet. I'm not here to be like, oh, carnivore is the best. Oh, nope, we've got to do paleo. Oh no, we've got to do some higher carbs. Once again, this isn't helpful for people, but bio-individuality, you know how you feel on certain foods. And I think the balance, so good foods, balanced blood sugar. That's really what we're looking for is not crazy spikes and not crazy dips. And everybody's going to kind of be different based on stress levels, clean air, 
clean water, and then do as many of the foundational free things as you can within reason in a day. So get out in the sunshine, move your body, um, get good sleep. And then from there, that's going to be kind of your baseline for the most part of what you can do yourself. Yes. You can add on some good magnesium supplements. We can add some minerals to that. We can experiment with other different kinds of basic supplements. That's what you can do yourself. And if you're going, oh my goodness, I can't listen to my body. I have sugar cravings like crazy. It doesn't matter what I eat. I sleep and wake up 10 times a night, or I have insomnia. Those might be things that you need to dig deeper in with a practitioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's also important to know when to involve someone versus mm-hmm. like, when I'm going to try to DIY this thing, like as much as yes. I can, you know, um, you know, something that I do, cause I'm the same way. I deep dive a lot of stuff. I deep dive a lot of health stuff. I deep dive a lot of other stuff too. Um, and I, I typically find, I, I just do it this way. You know, there's not a right or wrong way to do it, but I'll find somebody who I kind of like resonate with and I will deep dive that person wherever mm-hmm. they are and, and just kind of like get an overall sense. Cause no matter who, like, like hot tip guys, if you, if you follow me and deep dive me, I'm going to say the same stuff over and over again. Like, that's just how it goes with every, like everybody has their, their thoughts and their opinions and mm-hmm. we reframe them. And we kind of try to put them in different ways for people to understand, you know, differently. But at the end of the day, everyone sort of has their core values and process and philosophies and all of these things. Of course they grow and they move and everything, but like everybody's kind of the same thing. So like, if you're one, if you're like sitting here and you're kind of getting this information overload piece off of stuff, something that I do when I'm doing that, I will kind of turn off all the other people who are in the same world. And I will only like let, I will just go into one person for a few days. And I'll like, that's going to be everything I consume. This is just how I am. I like hard go into stuff. And then I decide like, I want to sit on it, but like, I'll go into somebody two or three days. I'll watch hours of what they've got going on. And then I'll decide like, does this do, are there things from this that I feel like resonate with me? Do I like this person's overall approach on stuff? Are there things out of this that I feel like I could take out? And then I'll kind of put that person on the side. And then typically what I do is I find people that are connected to that person in some way. Like, okay, so this person's here, they came from here, they're over here, who's somebody else that's kind of in the same world. And then I'll kind of go look at them for a little bit. And it takes out all of the different voices that are all saying like different things about the same topic. I don't know why I brought magnesium up earlier. It's just because I probably saw a post on it earlier. But like you could have like 10 people that are all saying different things about magnesium. That Mm -hmm. gets really confusing because there's different opinions on every single thing happening versus, and this is just the me thing again, right? But for me, I'll be like, okay, so this person, this is how they feel about it. And they feel this way about some other things. The way they talk about it, it makes sense. I feel like that this person's on my level. I vibe with them, like whatever. And then I'll kind of go like person to person and just do that. And then eventually I'll cultivate my feed around people that I feel somewhat like connected to in some way. And that's sort of how I set like my social feeds up, right? So I don't just go follow everybody in the world. Like I'm really specific about who I am. And I almost like vet them, like I'm interviewing them to be on my feed because like at the end of the day, your feed it's almost like that idea of like you are like the net of the five people you spend the most time with. You know that idea? Like that's oh, kind of yeah. like 
right? Yeah. Like, we spend all our time scrolling through our freaking phones. So like, if you're being influenced by all of these people, that's going to inherently sort of influence you in a way, even if you don't necessarily want it to. So I almost like look at my social feed as almost like the 2022 version of like your friend circle, like your extended friend circle. Who do I want influencing me subconsciously? And who would I be okay with like some of the philosophies and stuff? So that's just like the way that I navigate. Like the I, I love that. I love hearing how you do it, but that's so good. And I think I do a version of that. I don't deep dive that person quite as much or, or as long, but like when I'm scrolling my news feed, like I don't want it to be just an echo chamber of, everything that I think, but I want to know that I'm resonating with them. And there's just certain things that I don't agree with. And so for me, I'm not a huge fan of being vegan because I think we need animal proteins. There's lots of vegans out there that would disagree with that, but I don't follow a bunch of different vegan feeds and all the benefits of that. So I feel like they're yeah, you kind of just cultivate what, what you want your feed to look like, but that's true. Cause you really do get the influence of that. And so I'm really careful about like fitness people. Like I'm trying to put muscle on my body because it's, it flared a few years ago and I was in such fight or flight. I feel like I lost all of my muscle, but I have a lot of exercise intolerance. So I'm not going to follow a bunch of CrossFit people and people with these crazy abs. Cause I'm like, I just really want some functional fitness here. I want to climb up the stairs and pick my children up and not be like, Oh my goodness. I am like not in shape. And so I have to be careful because you, I don't want my feed to be like, I go to the gym five times a week and this is my life. It's not my life. So I'm going to compare myself to that, but that's a completely unrealistic expectation of myself. I need somebody who's going to do like more functional fitness. And if I follow a few of those people, I'm like, oh, it's so inspiring. And guess what? I can do that in my life right now. And then it's not going to yeah make me kind of compare and despair, but I'm going to feel excited about then going and working out yeah yeah so I wasn't planning on talking about this stuff but I actually like this is the world that we're in right now like it's true this is what it is and I've you know kind of going back to we can like wrap this and go to the next thing but like earlier when I was just talking with somebody and they're like oh yeah I've listened to every episode of your podcast and have done nothing it's like, okay, it's like, so, so that, that was the deep dive. So either I didn't resonate or there, or, or there's just too much going on because right. from other sources that might be conflicting something I say, because everyone, not everyone agrees with me. It's like newsflash, right? Like things like, <laughs> it's not like normal right. opinion. Hey, um, not I, everybody agrees with me either. That's okay. I've gotten some messages. I've got fixed. I've gotten some messages. <laughs> It's all good. No, it is fine. Yeah. I got a message. I got a comment the other day that said that I was a fear mongerer um, for sharing stuff or whatever. Right. And my initial response was like my internal, I didn't respond right away, but my like initial response was like, I was, I was actually kind of like, I don't know, like no mad is the right word, like just like hurt kind of like and a little misunderstood is how I feel. Yeah. I'm like you're misunderstanding me. Yeah. yeah. And uh and I messaged the person afterwards, like just off on the side. And I just started having a conversation with the person. At the end of the conversation, they basically like kind of explained their story and then apologized. And then it was it was just so interesting. But I think I think that whole thing of, of you only see the one snippet of information, you know, that's going on. And then 
The other thing is the way that we comprehend information is based on our current position and perspective of stuff, right? So like, if I'm in a place where I'm like, kind of like this person and ultimately they were just feeling overwhelmed. I mean, that's really what it was. And then it was, oh, well, you're putting information out there that's like pushing this envelope of fear and this and that when really it's just about like kind of education, but where the person was sitting, they were seeing Mm -hmm. it from everywhere. Right. So it's like one more thing that was adding to the overload that seemed like something they couldn't handle. And then they lashed out, right. In a way that they lashed out. And like, so to, to, this is just like the last thing that I kind of thought because I haven't talked about this before is just like where, where you are, like when you see something, depending on where you are, is going to change what that thing looks like. Right. Like the way, like your perspective, your vision, what you're open to, what you understand, your all of that stuff. Like I could see something now and I could see when I was 22 and I would look at them completely differently. Right. The same thing goes with like health position, relationships, that like all these things. It's like your sight is like completely, completely impacted and manipulated by where you are at that time. It's all perspective at that time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I've been digging a lot into like nervous system health and where our, like kind of the vagus nerve and the polyvagal theory, which I am not great at. It's not my area of expertise and specialty, but realizing that if people are really stuck in fight or flight, they're going to see that post on mold and be like, oh my goodness, I'm really mad. I can't handle it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to send this message when all they really were was overwhelmed and they didn't where their body state was at was like, I'm just going to fight you on that. When really they were like, I'm overwhelmed. And maybe they were going, I know there's mold in my you know, apartment or house, and I don't know what to do with it or finances are tight. Or I think for some people there's information overwhelmed, but then there can be almost like information lacking because there is just this little snippet on Instagram. And that's what we talked about on, on my podcast is like, let's dive into mold testing. Cause I want people to listen. And by the end of it, be like, okay, yes, that was a lot of info, but I can now relax because I have tools in my tool belt and like, let's keep putting those tools in. And so the next time your sink leaks, you're not like, oh my goodness, I'm so overwhelmed. And then you're like stuck in fight or flight. Or some people can feel in this like freeze where like, they're just like, I'm procrastinating. I cannot do, I cannot add anything more to my plate. And there's a whole ways to get our body, you know, out of that and, and our nervous system, just more balanced. But I think of that often and I'll have people message me. And I mean, it's like nine messages just full of their story. And I feel for them. And I'm like, but they're in this very frantic state. That's like, I can't take any action. I'm so overwhelmed. Lo- I love to help them kind of unpack that and give them resources, but it, it, the internet adds to that for sure, but it's been something I've really like noodled on. And it's been a big part of my story and my healing and getting my body just to really feel like safe enough to heal and like rested enough. So we don't have to go down that deep dive, but I noticed that on Instagram too. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about that. This is never something I've actually ever talked about before, but right. I feel Me like neither. a lot of people hey. are like dealing with this stuff. It's like, it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And I mean, I, even as a business owner, I'm like, I evaluate Instagram all the time. Cause that's like my main platform. How much am I learning? How much am I on? Like it's a, it's a thing. So yeah, I'm glad yeah. we talked about it. Yeah. So let's talk about the tools. You're just talking about, you know, tools that you can use to, to kind of build that tool belt. What are your resources? What's the team? We talked about the team you build yourself, you know, you build around yourself earlier. 
So let's let's kind of dive into that. So I know you're putting some things together, you know, as far as a resource for that. So do you maybe want to kind of outline what that's going to look like? And then we can, you know, make sure that we kind of get it linked up when you've got it. Mm-hmm. So because I'm not in practice, but I talk a lot about healing the body in my own story. Everybody's like, can I work with you? Or can you refer like who, who can I work with? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I know quite a few people, but I do not know the, the gamut of natural practitioners. Everybody has a specialty. Like you said, like I keep saying the same things over again. Well, you are an expert in mold. So you're not, that you, there's only so much you can talk about. You're going to repeat yourself. You're going to keep sharing the same stuff in a different way, a, a different thing that you're doing. And so the same thing with practitioners, somebody's going to be super skilled in mold and somebody's like literally not going to know what to do. And no practitioner is going to know everything. And then I also, I'm like, okay, first of all, it would take me like an hour to find a referral for one person. I don't have the time for that. And I will not give up my time for that. But secondly, I have no idea what that person's health history is, current symptoms, all that. So only they know that. And so I was like, I need to put together a resource that I can take my expertise in that area of finding a practitioner because I've been a practitioner and I've also worked with many practitioners because I've had a lot of healing in my body. And some of them have been hits and some of them have been misses for myself too. So I've learned in both ways. So I really wanted to put together a great resource for people where they could learn all of that. What can I do myself? When, where do I hire? How do I go about like learning more about a practitioner, who do you kind of resonate and vibe with? Cause there are certain people you're going to be like, that is not how I look at the body or they're going to, let's say they're specializing in Lyme and you're like, well, that's not my thing. I really need to work on gut health. And, you know, there's only so many root causes and we could get into, you know, all that, but there's just different specialties. And some, some practitioners are more skilled than others. Some mm-hmm. are going to be doctors with tons of training and some are going to be brand new practitioners with their first certification. That's not a bad thing, but if you are really a complex patient, you're not going to want to hire the person that just got their first certification. They can help with some basic stuff. They just don't have the knowledge base or the like time seeing patients to really help. Yeah. So, so how do you, what are the things that you share to like help people navigate that stuff? Like what, what, what are the things that you look for? How do I figure out if this is the right person for me? Um, you know, or, or, uh, is it like, is it, is it time? Is it questions that you're asking around specific health issues? Is it like you fit in this bucket? These are the questions you should be asking. Like how, how do you set that up for somebody to help them navigate that? Right. Well, I have a whole sheet of like, kind of where you start. So first off, I go into like what you want to look for, what you can do yourself, um, really getting into like, how do you know if it's a good fit? And that's, those are just more like basic thoughts, but really going into, and I'll kind of give just a few of them. Number one, like try to get on the phone with a practitioner. So once you have, and I love what you said, like I deep dive them on the internet, I, because they're going to have a website or they're going to have an Instagram or Facebook presence. Like they're going to have one of those. You can learn a lot by Googling somebody. So go and do that. Like watch their IGTVs or watch on their website, their welcome videos. Does it seem like somebody that you're like, yes, I want to see them. Like their philosophy of the body excites me like this. They're speaking my language. So like when I first saw my mold doctor and she's like, Megan, 
she's I'm like telling her my whole story. She's like, hands me the sheet. And she's like, I like, she didn't even say, I think she's like, I know you have SIRS chronic inflammatory response syndrome. I had never heard of it in all my training. Although I knew about shoemaker and the biotoxin pathway, I didn't know the word SIRS. Now I'm not huge on like, this is my diagnosis. I don't, we don't want to own that, but it opened my eyes to like, Whoa, no wonder all of these things are going on. And we could then take that. And I was like, I love how she thinks about the body. Here's how we test. Here's going to be the thing. And this is how we troubleshoot. Now I'd gone to many other people and we'd run all sorts of things, but we never got to like the root. And so I just was like, she's speaking my language. There are people that just don't speak your language or they're not going to have the same view of the body or just kind of view of of things like somebody's going to do muscle testing. Maybe you don't jive with muscle testing. That's fine. Don't see a muscle tester. If you're like, I don't like muscle testing. Um, and so really like get to know them and then try to get on the phone with them. A lot of practitioners will do like free 15 minute clarity calls or discovery calls, whatever they call them. I used to do that. And it was as much for the patient as it was for me as the practitioner. Cause I needed to know before that person made the investment of the 300, $400 to sit down with me for an hour and a half and do the new patient protocol or like the new patient exam. Mm -hmm. I needed to know if I even could help them because I had one person and they had like very late stage MS. That was not my specialty was advanced autoimmune conditions. And so I referred them out. So they didn't, I didn't waste their time and their money. And so a lot of doctors want to do that. They're qualifying you as much as you're qualifying them. And then I know because there's so many virtual options now, which are great. There's nothing better than in person. Like if you and I were chatting in person, it would be great. I would love to meet all these people that I interview that you interview, but that's not, that's not feasible. That's not logical. And so virtual is a great option. So a lot of virtual practices, people maybe don't hop on the phone anymore, but can you email them? Can you, you know, like if you still need to know more information, just you are hiring them. They are your doctor. They are your practitioner. So you need to make sure that you're really comfortable with them and, or like follow them for a while on Instagram. There's a handful of people. I'm going to do a bioresonance scan with one of my kids. Um, and like, I've been following this one practitioner and I was like her, she's the one that I want because I know her philosophy of the body and I know what she's really good at. And, um, so then, yeah, I kind of go through really getting to know them And then I think at the end, one of the things that I just want everybody to know is there's no like, you know, slam dunk when it comes to finding somebody, you may work with somebody for a while and you're like, I just didn't get that far with them. Um, realize that when you are getting healthy and you're really digging deep, it's like layers of an onion. Like here's one red flag. If somebody's like, oh yeah you're going to work with me. And within two weeks, you're going to feel totally different. That mold is going to be almost gone out of your body. Or like, you know, they're like over-promising the body takes a while to heal. And you like, like when I was working with people as the practitioner, I have no idea how their body's going to respond. Some people literally could respond that amazingly in two weeks. And then some person two months later is only going to have like small changes because they were way more sensitive than we thought. And so I do go through some red flags and we could go through some of those here too, of like what you don't want in a practitioner, because sometimes it is almost like, yes, you're looking for a good practitioner, but you really want to keep your eye out for when like ear out for one that's not so good, or is going to do things that may 
negatively impact the body instead of like moving it along and healing. I almost feel like that's the best way to screen stuff. I mean, any like screening is really about, it's like screening your phone calls. It's the same thing. It's like, I'm going to listen and see who this is before I'm going to commit to picking up this phone. <laughs> like, like, that's what you're doing here too, is it's not who is, you know, looking for all of these qualities. A lot of the times it's like process of elimination. And then that vibe that we're talking about, right. And be like, do those two things. And that could yep. be a good start. Yeah. I mean, if you're, let's, let's go into a few of them. Obviously there's, I'm sure there's a lot, but if there's a few like key ones that you want to like kind of touch on, that'd be cool. Right. I would love to. Now I will say I have found myself in some of these red flags, like working with practitioners too. I want to say probably the biggest one. And Brian, you and I were talking before we were starting, like functional medicine has changed over the years so much. And really in the last five years, we've had this focus on binders, minerals, more foundational stuff and like, you know, nervous system health and like really opening drainage pathways before we go in and kill pathogens. When I started like about maybe not quite 15 years ago, the mentality was like, hunt the pathogen, kill the pathogen drainage. No, we're not going to open up drainage pathways. We're not going to make sure bowels are moving. We're not going to lymph, whatever. Um, and so I think that in today's day and age, we need, you need to make sure that somebody's going to be really supportive of making sure that your body can handle detoxifying and it can handle if let's say, let's say there's parasites, candida, whatever you name the, the pathogen and however they find it, your first visit shouldn't be like, here's 12 antimicrobials, take a bunch of them. Like you will right. stir the pot. And so we have to be really like cautious of that. Um, Another one is the attitude of the practitioner, like make sure that they're humble and they're going to listen to you because you, you are the patient, you are hiring them. And there's some, there's some doctors and practitioners with really big egos. Now I'm not opposed to seeing somebody that's real confident and knows their stuff. Like, of course, but they need to be compassionate and they need to listen to you. And I've seen some people that are kind of like, oh, like one time. I'll give you an example of somebody that I saw. I was going dairy free, which I'd never done before. And it was right before my wedding. And I loved an Americano from Starbucks with a lot of heavy cream. Like that <laughs> and ice cream, that was like my thing. And so we like did some sort of bridal shopping. It was right before the wedding. And I was like, I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm going to get that. So I go to see this practitioner and he's like, well, have you been dairy free? And I was like, yeah, except like one Starbucks. And he goes, well, why did you do that? You should have like, essentially you should have been perfect. Like how dare you for 30 days have dairy once I went from tons of dairy to having it once it wasn't, you did a great job. Like, okay, let's see how your body responded. And so if somebody is just going to kind of make you feel bad and be like, well, you weren't perfect. There is like, we said earlier, there is no perfect. You are going to try to be as compliant and committed as you can, but life's going to get in the way and you're going to forget supplements or you're going to take the great protocol with tons of drainage and who your body is going to be sensitive to that. They're going to listen to you and be like, um, it was actually Dr. Jabin Moore. I, I feel like, have you interviewed him? Yeah. He was speaking. Uh, we, we talk all the time. Do yeah. you? Okay. He was speaking at Cellcore eco and yeah. he said, he goes, he was talking about complex patients. And he's like, this one lady came to me. We did. She goes, I did red light for 30 seconds and my body flared. Is that normal? And he said, no, it's not normal, but I believe you. I believe that's what happened. And it was like, he's like, you've got to believe your patients, even though that sounds 
like, no, nobody can flare from 30 seconds of red light. Well, we've got much more complex people, much more sensitivity than we did 15 years ago, even when it started. So we've had to really dial in and nuance, you know, as a practitioner, he's like, but I believe you. And I was like, that's what we need. We need that type of mentality towards our patients. That is not something I've seen, but I'm going to trust you. And we're going to work within those parameters. So I think those are probably some of the biggest red flags. Um, and then also I think like this really dogmatic approach of like, this is how I do things. First we kill this, then we do this. The diet looks like this and it has to be, you know, autoimmune paleo. What if somebody doesn't do well? Everybody does well. Not everybody does well. It has to be bio-individual too. Yeah. No, I think all that, I mean, all that is, it makes sense. You know, it it all kind of ties back. It's, it's about the person that you're working with. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the knowledge base, right? Like, and it's kind of, it's like, you could have the most knowledgeable person in the world if they're a dick about it and they don't listen to you, then that's like not going to help because people are different, right? Yeah. I won't put the doctor out there, but there's a practitioner floating around in the world of practitioners that if it's not their way, it's the highway and are not open to changing things. And I just know that it has not worked for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's worked for a lot of people, hasn't worked for everyone, right? It's just kind of how it works, right? You know, what you said about the whole, about the, uh, the I believe you thing, it just reminded me of the story I had. I've actually had a few clients like this, but I'm thinking of one like way back when I first started. So when I first started, I obviously didn't know as much as I know now. I was still going out with my mentors, my father-in-law. I was like going with him, using all these things. And so we had this client and we walk, it was like, a repeat constant client because she was so sensitive and she just kept trying to find a place that would work. And she was doing like kind of time, not time share, but like partial living in a place until something else happened or whatever. So we, uh, we went into this, she found this apartment and it was in like a new build, you know, so there wasn't anything like going on. That was like incredibly obvious when you walk into like a newer construction place, we walk in and she goes, she literally goes, there's mold in that wall right there points at a wall that looks completely normal with yeah. nothing going on and no reason for you to think that anything's going on. So there's two things that you do on that, right? You say, well, I'm the expert and that looks fine and you're crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Or you say, all right, I believe you. Let's test it and see what's going on. And sure enough, there was a problem. And like this, like this woman literally was so sensitive to it that she just knew that like something mm-hmm. was happening here needed to validate it and then needed to understand how to like remedy something like that. Right. As opposed to just like whatever, but that's just like, I mean, that that's story crazy. is like, it's like a 10 year old story. Right. right. It just like popped <laughs> in my head when you said that. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. crazy. And like, we know our bodies best. And I think when working with a practitioner, they are the expert at putting together protocols at understanding this deep, complex stuff. They know the supplement training, they know order of operations. They know all this stuff, but like you can't outsource a doing the work like, or number one, doing the work, but number two, you can't outsource somebody else listening to your body. Only you can. And so you can't give that away. Like, well, just tell me what to do and I'll do everything you say and I'll do it perfectly. And like, you know, I'll follow this plan amazingly. Okay, great. But what if it's not working for you? (laughs) Uh, So you really have to listen to your body and everybody, their sensitivities so different and how you're going to be able to go. I mean, 
Some people can mega dose supplements. And my husband's one of those. He'd be like, I don't notice anything. He can take anything and be like, well, I mean, maybe I'm a little tired. I can be like micro dosing some minerals and be like, woo, okay. My brain is not what it was, <laughs> you know? And he's like, are you for real? I'm like, uh, yeah, I am <laughs> thankfully not as sensitive anymore, but we're also different. And so you cannot outsource how you feel and how you're feeling with a protocol, drainage, diet, whatever. Only you know that. And I think just being in touch and in tune with that is a skill to learn. Now, not to, not like um, hyper-focused because when we have chronic illness and chronic symptoms, we get like, I've been there so hyper-focused. And I got into a place, this is when I was really flared a couple of years ago. It'd be the weirdest thing. Like my like pinky toe would hurt. And I'd be like, oh no, what is that? Oh, it's going to be really bad. It's going to be, oh, it's really bad. It's not bad at all, but you can get so worked up in your symptoms that like my pinky toe, like having a Charlie horse was like freaking me out now, like it wouldn't phase me. So we only, you only know your body and find a practitioner who really understands that too. You know, I think, I think our brains get in the way of us understanding what's going on a lot. Um, you know, it's, your body has these natural reactions to things, right? Like way back in caveman days, like if a freaking lion was running up on you, you didn't like look and think about it. You just took off, right? That's where like mm-hmm. fight or flight comes in. You get yep. I was going to say fight or flight is, yeah. is doing what it was meant to do. So like we're programmed, like our body talks to us, right? But as more information has come up and as we've developed and all these things, this is just theory. I literally haven't researched any of this. Um, but... Hey, I do this all the time. I was talking to a friend. I was like, I'm just hypothesizing right here. Could be this could be that that's what I'm thinking. I don't even, I told her, I go, haven't even researched this. It's just where my brain is going. So take it for what it is. <laughs> just a thought. Um, yeah. But I think with all, we've been talking about information overload a lot, which is an interesting theme kind of for the whole thing, but like we have people over the years, like there's more and more and more information, right? First, you know, I mean, radios and TVs and this and that. Now there's the internet. Now there are all these things, right? You get all this information and we're taking it all in. And now I almost wonder like now, if you, if you could do a study where you stuck somebody and had a lion jump at them and compared it to a caveman with a lot, like what would the reaction be? I just, I mean, there's no way to ever do that, but I'm just like so curious now. Caveman, out, right? Me, ah. I read this thing. It said I should freeze. Right? <laughs> or I did this thing. It said that when I see like, and then all of a sudden the line kills you and it's over because you didn't listen to your body. Right. And you see like the difference in those things. And I mean, that's just like a silly example of kind of what happens a lot. I feel like with people with this, it's kind of like what you were saying with like, you know, being aware of your body and what's going on and not over, not letting your brain get in the way of what your body's trying to tell you. I actually think that your body knows things before your brain does a lot because mm-hmm. your brain is processing when your body's just like telling, right? And if we were open to that, so like understanding that and being able to make a decision where you're like, you know what? I don't really know why, but like, I shouldn't be doing this. And I think it happens in all things in life, right? It's not just health stuff, right? Like, you know what? Tonight, I just feel like I should be going home tonight and not going out tonight. You just have this feeling you do. And then you find out later that like something happened with your friends or whatever. And you're like, oh, how did I know that? Right. Like, and I don't, I don't know what the reasoning is behind all that. I don't know how all that works and all that stuff, but I really, really do think there is something to 
our body knows stuff before our brain allows us to know it, yeah. right? Before it allows us to digest it. And that we at least have to be aware of it. Not to your point, like, do you hyper-focus on it? You know, there's a balance on that stuff, right? But I do think like being aware of that stuff is really important in like all life stuff, like even outside of health stuff. Like, I, I just think it's such an important thing and, and as yeah. we are people. I, I, yeah, I agree with you because I intermittent fasted for five, six years. And every single day I did it, my body didn't like it. I was hangry. I could barely make it till 10 o'clock, but you're supposed to make it till noon, right? Cause that's good intermittent fasting. And I did it for gut health because if you, you know, rest and digest, let your gut rest. I did all the things for like the research of fasting. Guess what it did for me? It stressed my body out immensely. It threw my blood sugar off and I'm spent all of this year healing that, I mean, it really threw me off because what did I do? Well, my head knows more. The research says, oh no, this is what I'm supposed to do. Force yourself, Megan. And then I would have such sugar cravings. I'd like, you know, like eat like three lemon bars, you know, but they were healthy paleo ones. Like, you know, so they were fine. That's what I'd eat for breakfast. I'm like, I'm so hungry when I really should have woken up and had a really good balanced breakfast and let my blood sugar <laughs> stay balanced the whole day. And it's silly to think about now, but it, it's exactly what we do. But my brain says, and I struggle with that. Even being a patient, I always run things by my practitioner. She's great. I'm like, okay, I have this, I have this. She's like, Megan, nope, that'll flare you. Nope. That's not the right order. <laughs> you know, that's not going to be great for you. I'm like, thank you. This is why I have you because my brain's like, but I know better. No. Right. And I've really had to tune into my body and be like, no, this, I should be able to do Marcon's. I should be able to do these nasal sprays, but it flares me going to listen to my body and not just, you know, push through symptoms that are not good to push through. And also not compare yourself to what other people are doing. You see all these people like, oh, I'm doing this and I, I, this is my routine and I'm healing and this and that and all that stuff. And then to think, well, I, I have to do that because so-and-so is doing it and they're getting better or it's working for them. Like we can't compare that way, right? Like comparison, it, comparing yourself to other people in so many worlds of, it's just such like a bad thing to be doing, right? Mm -hmm. I actually, uh, what was this quote? My friend told it to me, but he told you, I mean, it was a quote from somewhere else. I think it was, it was like, I think it was comparison is the thief of joy or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's a long time ago that somebody told me yeah, that he's only that. Oh goodness. I used to know who, who said the quote, but I can't remember anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's so true in everything. Again, it's, you know, what's funny about this whole health thing and the house thing and the building thing and all this stuff. Yes. There's like nuances to like the, the specific areas, but this is all like life stuff. This is all life advice stuff that's being applied to specific areas, you know, mm -hmm. that's going Right? These are general concepts. If you compare yourself to somebody else doing something, you're never going to be happy because you're never going to compare the same, right? There's yeah. always something doing better than you. There's always like, that's always the thing, right? If or somebody curating a much better positive, look at how good my life is and how much I have it together. Instagram feed, <laughs> like that's so easy to compare to. Cause it's like, I've, I've got this, I've got this, I've got it together when they're only sharing their highlights, right? Now, I don't think people should share all of their, like, I had a really bad day today. Like, we don't I actually wonder <laughs> if an account came out and it was just the, these are the shit parts of my day and that's what the account was, like how well it would. 
<laughs> there is one that's like um satirical like um self-help quotes that's yeah it's really funny it's like um stuff like well I'm way better than you and that's why you know like things like that and it just makes you laugh because you got to have some good fun on the internet too but it's all like ones of being like you know cut everybody out of your life that you know doesn't think you're the best person I'm not doing as good a job because I clearly could never run an account like that I'm not witty enough but it's, it is funny. Cause you're like, I do kind of see stuff like that on the internet all the time, you know, in a way, but yeah, it's so funny. I almost feel like the people rally behind the person who's like, yeah, my day kind of sucked today. And then, and then, and then put the highlight of the same thing happening. Right. Like they're literally <laughs> in the same spot and this is what happened. And then it's like, oh, and then <laughs> like, I feel like Right. I know. Um, I love, I love being real on the internet. I try not to, with my own health, like put it out in a way that somebody else has to like carry the burden of my health. Cause cause you'll go to some accounts and like, who, like you, you leave and like, you are feeling heavy and you are feeling drained because like, it's like all these bad things happening. We all have things that we're going through. And I feel like, yes, you can look at my feed and it's going to be kind of a highlight reel, but it, I do that on purpose because I really want to be encouraging to people like, okay, here's a snippet of my health, but I don't want you to feel like, oh my goodness, burdened by it, but I want you to learn from it and uh, somehow allow you to know one of two things. Number one, you're not alone. You're not the only one struggling in your health, but it can feel like that sometimes. And it can be isolating if you can't do as many things, like you can't go out as much, you can't see friends as much. But number two, I want them to stay encouraged so that they can take act, take the next step, take action. And then they're not like bogged down by how bad my symptoms were that day, which still sometimes happen. But I can just say, hey, today wasn't a great day, but here's what I did. Or here's how I stayed engaged with my family or did the things that were on my list. I chose one versus three or whatever thing, you know, I share or somebody else shares that can be helpful for them. Yeah, I think as long as people are truly trying to be helpful and empathetic, then it's, it's going to work. Right. Mm -hmm. Like in terms of work, I mean that like, it's, you know, it's not going to hit the wrong way. Like people can take it for what it's worth and kind of do what we were talking about doing. Um, all right. So I feel like we're kind of around wrap up time. It feels like, Mm -hmm. uh, so first, where do people find you if they want to find you? So, the best place where I put the most information is on Instagram and that's at Dr. Megan Burt. And then the other place that I try to give a lot of info is on my email list. So that is meganburt.com slash newsletter. So I try to keep them a little bit separate and just do some added information on the email list. Cause not everybody is on social these days. It's true. Um, that's awesome. And so we were talking about this guy that you're going to do. So when it's done, um, I will also send it to, to our list too, um, when it's done so people can check it out. So, um, you know, if somebody wants to join that to get that, you can, if you just want to go join Megan's, you could do that too. Um, mm-hmm. but, but ours, my list, you just, just go to our site at the bottom. There's a join the list button. You can click on the join the list button. So you can go do that there. Um, or you could go to hers and get a direct from her mouth when it's done and skip the middleman, whatever you want to do. Right. And if somebody <laughs> wants to go, I have like a little waiting list for it. It's meganbert.com slash find my practitioner. So if they're like, I want to go right now, I want to know when it's ready. Um, 
my goal, like I said, it's taking way longer because I'm like, I really want this to be the, the best resource that it can. And so I sent it to a handful of my followers. I was like, tell me if you could find a practitioner from this list. And it's not just me thinking it's helpful. I really want it to be helpful. So it'll be ready soon, but I didn't want to rush something that is not going to, not going to help people and really, you know, hit the nail on the head of having people actually find themselves a practitioner. That's super awesome. That's really cool. Um, great. Well, thank you for coming and playing today. I appreciate yes. it. Yes. Thank you for having <laughs> me. It was so fun. I just, I love when you said, we're just going to sit down and we're going to chat and see where it goes because we didn't plan on talking a lot about social media and the internet and we did, but I think it was really good and I enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, me too. I'm sure everybody will enjoy it too. It's always nice to hear something different than just the same thing happening like over and over again. So <laughs> thank you so much. We'll, um, you know, we'll be around. We'll talk to you again. Sounds good. So that's it for today's show, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe and give a rating wherever you get your podcasts. It'll help spread the word to those who really need it the most. 